Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Armando Luna. And I'm Aaron Flores, positioning my camera just so, so I can get all the cool pictures in the background. Broadcasting from our homes (laughs) in Portland, Oregon, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. This is a show where we bring you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today, we'll be talking with the good people from the relatively new bike group here. Bike POC Northwest. Yeah. Be good. Um, I actually uh, uh, went on the Stop Asian Hate ride this weekend, which they were co-organizers with, uh, and it was a good time. Yeah. Tell me more. What was what went on? Uh, there was a ride put together by Friends on Bikes and Bike Park Northwest. Um, mm-hmm. And it was in solidarity solidarity with the Stop Haitian Eight. Stop Haitian. Oh, three, two, one. It was a bike ride that was put together for Stop Asian Hate. Um, people just bringing more awareness and more support to uh, Asians that are are you know subject to violence and violent acts and. Yeah whether it's personal or their businesses or things like that. So there was a good turnout. Um, uh, I did as a head count and I guesstimated a close to 300 people. Although I saw some oh, numbers dang. on the, on from the organizers saying closer to 200. So okay. I would say maybe Still, somewhere man, in, that was a lot of people. 200. That's especially, especially like, you know, given, COVID times and everything. Right. And everybody was masked and everybody yeah, was, yeah. you know, doing the distancing. It was good. It was a good ride. Maybe it was the distancing that threw me off. Yeah. Um, it could be. Um, so yeah, they, uh, um, they've been around for a short time now. I, I've, well, I've only known of them from this year. So, um, we'll be speaking with Will and some other folks that he invited on when they arrive. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I haven't heard of this group until I think you went on a ride with them two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a adventure ride they called it. Yeah, it looked so, intimidating. It was intimidating when you haven't done a long ride <laughs> <laughs> in over a year. Well, <laughs> and there are a lot of hills. And I was gonna say, anytime you go up Tabor, like that's that's already kind of intimidating yeah. enough. But you guys went up both Tabor we did. and Rocky Butte. Rocky Butte, Tabor, and then we also did Powell, Powell Butte. Oh God! Uh, here in Portland, why? I know I was I was I was cranking up Paul Butte, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, can I do this? Am I? Can I do this? Yeah, I think. And I, I just kept thinking to myself, you know, the last time I rode up here, it was a three-speed ride, so I know I can do this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a lot of times when I get when I find myself in situations like that, I, I just. That's that's kind of where I go to as well. It's like, oh, I know I've I've done worse before. I've done <laughs> something like this before. I should be able to do this. That's hilarious. But we had a nice little uh mini social ride this weekend also. Hey, that wasn't bad. Yeah. 
Um, it was it was good because I wanted to try that coffee place. So I'm glad that um, I'm glad that you invited me. Oh, thanks. Um, what what made us go there? Oh, so uh, I'm from Michigan. I think I've talked about that before, and every now and then, because uh, well, background, a kind of northern Michigan comfort food is a thing called pasties. Oh, that's and right. It's, it, it's kind of like an empanada, but it's meat. It's like meat and potatoes and vegetables. It's like it's like a a meat turnover essentially. Um, so it's like so is it like a bread dough? Yeah, it's a what is the technical name for that? Not like a tortilla. Not like a, it's a no no. It's okay. a hot water crust is what it's called. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, and then that's folded over all all this stuff, and then you know you crimp it shut, and then you bake it. Um, that was, to my understanding, brought over by like Cornish immigrants to Northern Michigan, and like, you know, so over the over the generations, it became like this Northern Michigan thing. Like, you get past like the forty fifth parallel as you travel north in Michigan, and then like every other exit is like, you know, Joe's pasty shops. Oh, okay. You know. Carl's pasty shop, like stuff like that. Yeah, because I've uh, I've been at uh, I guess British themed restaurants that have I could see that yeah like, uh, pasties. Um, the one here in my neighborhood that they yeah has been closed since COVID. Um, so uh, I get I get cravings yeah, for that. these every now and then, and uh, we made some a few weeks back. This is like <laughs> I'm taking a real long way around as to why <laughs> why I went to this this Mexican cafe. Um. And Anna found out that it's actually also kind of Mexican comfort food in, in a certain area in Mexico where again, these Cornish immigrants came and like uh, intermingled with, with the miners and the mining people around there. I can't remember what area in Mexico it was. And um, it, it had since been modified. So it's also like a, 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 a Mexican comfort food they call pastis, which is, you know, just sort of the, the span, <laughs> spanglicized version of it. Um, and so that cafe was serving pastis. And we were like, oh, awesome, awesome. But they were only serving them for a couple hours and we weren't going to make it. But in the meantime, we wanted to check out the cafe and um so then we yeah we invited you and and a few others but but you showed up you were the only one who showed up so all my other friends who were listening who didn't show up um you missed <laughs> you out. missed out yeah <laughs> it was a good time did I, you oh so did you get uh your friend's uh bike chain worked out then oh totally yeah, yeah. that was something else that oh, yeah, happened that was, we that actually was got thing. to practice some of uh Aaron's tool, tool, <laughs> toolness, tool worthiness, or whatever you want tool, to call it. <laughs> tool knowledge. His, his mechanic skills. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was. Uh, he changed somebody's chain on their bicycle. Just put like, a new just chain on. Showed up, popped the old one off, popped a new one on. It's it's that easy, folks. I I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have had to get everything set up and set aside <laughs> some time, and then set aside some extra times. So when I messed up, I had time to you know fix it. <laughs> Have, have you ever put a new chain on? I think I have. I don't remember. Mm. Oh, let's let's say this: I've changed a chain okay. with another chain, but I don't think it was brand new. 
but you put it on. Yes. But you didn't have to measure the chain. I might have. I maybe yeah, I did. I don't know. That's honestly <laughs> that. That and making sure I, I I wound it through the sprockets correctly is are the two hardest parts for me. Yeah, I would have just looked at another bike. <laughs> I should have actually. <laughs> yeah, but you had another bike mechanic there helping you, so I did. Yeah, and I was there helping me, help guiding this, you. Let's put it that way. This does bring me to something um, that I'm finding. I as far as like life rhythms is um i got used to working like only four hours a, a day you know uh and i had a lot of free time and i loved that free time and oh i bet i'm not gonna say i wasted it but i didn't fill all of it with like quote-unquote productive time or pro, you know producing anything uh and now i've just got my weekends and I probably did this weekend what I would have normally done in an entire week. Like I would have like spread all of those activities out because what did we do? So we went to this cafe, right? Mm -hmm. And that was awesome. Uh, I got to get in touch with my Latin roots. Um, So that was, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Uh, By the way, if anyone in Portland wants to experience real Mexican coffee, go to it. Well, I'll love I'll love to all the other all the other Hispanic coffee shops, but La Perla get the total Mexican. Go get La Perlita. I'm 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 getting it wrong. It's the little pearl, not just the pearl. Sorry. All but right, it is so. in the pearl. So La Perlita get the total Mexican. So I'm I'm Will Cortez. My pronouns are he him sia. Um, I'm Filipino born. I was naturalized in 1985 uh, in Hawaii. Uh, my dad was in the Navy, the U.S. Navy for 20 years, um, which is how he got his citizenship. And so we moved all over the place. Um, someone just asked me recently about kind of my bike story and how I really just kind of broke the seal because we all had bikes as little kids at some point you know you just you just did you you did the stupid things on them whatever but it was about middle school high school um i was not i was not a great kid and i got into some real trouble with the law and so what had happened was i was scheduled um with the local juvenile center to go in once a week to go talk to a counselor and my parents didn't want to drive me. So they bought me a bike. So that's how that like, that just opened the door for me. So I just started biking there and then I ended up biking everywhere and it ended up being a pretty long ride too. I think, you know, being like, Oh, 15, 16, when I was doing that, I think I was already riding like eight, 10 miles just to go to those appointments. So I won't say what state it was in or anything like that, so I don't want to incriminate myself. But, um, Wait, so so you got to go? You got to go by yourself? You didn't have to go with your parents? They didn't no, have to attend? No, okay. no, just the first couple of times, just to like kind of check me in, and and then after that, I was like on my own, riding riding to those appointments on my own, showing on my grades, doing those things, just talking about things and whatever. So, um, at whatever point, um, I had just made this transition into just mountain biking and just 
mountain biking a ton and on my own and then making friends, going to the local bike shop, making friends there out in Beaverton when that performance bike used to be there, making friends with the shop owner. And eventually he's the one who really got me into riding and we're friends still to this day. Um, but uh, he was one busting out maps. We would like, you know, we'd get in the car together and he'd take me out to places. Um, yeah. And we started riding from there. And then, you know, just like the short version of all this, like, Back in 2006, I eventually broke into deciding to race my bike. So I really enjoy mountain bikes. I love it to, uh, to this day still. And so 2006, I joined the Oregon Bike Racing Association and started, uh, started racing my bike. I was a teacher then. Uh, I was a high school teacher for eight years. And what was really cool for me then was um, I also got a, two or three other students into bike racing as well. So we kind of had our own little team and we traveled together. And yeah. And so here I am still racing and just absolutely loving it. Awesome. Nice. Uh, I'll go next. Um, so my name is Silas Anderson. Uh, he, him, his pronouns. Um, I'm originally from uh, the Boston area, kind of outside Boston. So I kind of grew up in a small town. And uh, I, I was thinking, I was, I was trying to think about like my earliest memories of bikes. And I remember actually I, I was born in uh, Baltimore and when we moved up to Syracuse for a little while, and I remember uh, we had like my, me and my sister, we had like those three wheeler kind of like trike bikes. Right. And like, there's these, those photos my dad has of like uh, us riding around all those things. But I think like my earliest memory of like biking was actually on the back of my dad's bike. He had like this little, like, uh, you know, one of those seats on the back. And so he would just be, riding around town he always just like you know cruising around he would take me with him and i just remember like the sensation of like the air flowing from my little fro at the time and just just kind of seeing these new sites and just i think i think even at that time i didn't know it but it just kind of connected with me like it's a way to get around and travel and see things from a different perspective and uh so you know we, we moved up to Bo up to the boston area when i was real little and we lived on this like uh, this cul-de-sac and so uh, which uh, became like an impromptu like racetrack. Uh, so we had like at the, my house is like at the top of this little hill and uh, my dad would always help all the kids like fix up their bikes and like get them, get them ready to go. But you know, everybody had mostly like fixed gear bikes or single, single speed bikes. But I don't know. I think I got this bike. Maybe it was after uh, one of the first, like one, a birthday present or some point. It was like this red line uh, five speed bike. And, but it was like BMX style and it was just like another next gear that those kids just couldn't take it to. Cause like, Oh man, that kid's got gears. And then, uh, <laughs> so, um, but then, you know, from there I just started, um, I had gotten a mountain bike at some point and like my town was just, it was pretty not rural, but it was like, it was just a small town. So there were a lot of like old, like, uh, like logging type roads or like fire road type things that you could, or old railroad beds you could, you could explore. So I would just explore the town in the summer go, go see friends, just, just go take off and be gone all day for the most part on it. And so it was just like that, that freedom and that sense of exploration and, um, went to college with that bike and decided I would race it. So I raced a little bit of college mountain bike with that and raced around New England a little bit on it. And that was just a ton of fun just seeing these different areas and, um, you know, came out to Oregon in, uh, 2015. And, uh, I think one of the first big rides I did was, uh, uh, Ape Canyon trail up on, uh, Mount Hood or sorry, um, up on, uh, St. Helens. And, uh, just the way that whole ride unfolds, it was just, oh man, this is, this is just amazing. This is just a glorious ride. So I always loved that kind of riding, but then, um, a friend of mine, he, he was, um, local racer. Um, and, uh, he kept kind of telling me, say, Hey man, you gotta, you gotta try this gravel thing. I'm like, what is this gravel thing? What are you talking about? I have no idea, man. 
And at the time I was still finishing, uh, finishing up my work on my master's degree and I, I didn't have time for anything, but I was like, all right, well, once I'm done with that, I'm going to check this out. So, uh, I ended up, uh, buying a bike uh, as my present to myself and finishing this degree. It took me eight years to finish the degree. I figured that I earned something good after that. Right. Um, and, uh, I just loved it. You know, he started taking me up all these like places, uh, uh, up in North Portland, you know, the, the Frogger routes and the, all these like cutty, cutty routes all over the place. And just seeing, uh, so much places to explore, like right outside your doorstep. You didn't have to get in a car. Um, it's just like right outside your doorstep. And, uh, I just love that, that exploration of it. And you feel like you're a kid again and be like, Oh, where does that go? Where does that go? Where does that go? And, um, yeah, I was kind of hooked after that. So I started racing, I think a year after that, I'm looking forward to racing again this year. So all these racers. <laughs> I know it's, me, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it is. Uh, usually we have guests. Uh, we have a lot of people that tour. Um, um, I don't know. It sounds very competitive. I didn't say it was, I didn't say it was any good. That's fair. That's fair. Well, that's good. I'll, I'll cut a, maybe I'll cut a different path with, with with my story, um, so I'm I'm Suko Vibul Sitaseri. Um, I think I'm the old the old dude out of us three. Um, I grew up in outside of Denver in, in Colorado, so I grew up. So I'm a skateboarder. So I'm an old skater. So I grew up skating, uh, snowboarding, and mountain biking. So that's kind of my my uh, you know kind of the first real riding was like mountain biking because uh the denver foothills there's some some real nice trails and we would do that in the summertime and um and skate and then uh wintertime we'd snowboard so you know i kind of have that mentality still the kind of the skate mentality like when i ride bikes because i i'm all like when you when you're a skater you're always skating in your mind like when you when you're in the urban environment you're always looking at stuff like curbs and things you know like i can't i don't i don't barely do it anymore because you, you, you break, you break your ass skating now at, at my age. Um, but I'm always mentally still skating. So when I ride bikes, I'm, I feel like I'm like still doing that and, you know, trying to like get, get gnarly as much as I can. Um, but that's kind of like how I look at bikes. But, um, so when I moved, I moved to Portland, I grew up in outside of Denver, moved to Portland in the mid nineties or so and immediately went to, community cycling center. Right. I mean, love that place and just picked up a cheap bike, you know, just to, just to get around town. And so I just started exploring, um, you know, Portland just from, you know, riding to work and all that and kind of just little urban stuff, you know, and that, that stuff is kind of has stuck with me. I just, I love the stuff where you just like Silas was saying, you, you ride from, uh, from your door and you just explore, you feel that's when I feel like a kid, Right. Because when you're a kid, you didn't have a car. So you're not going to put your bike on your car and go ride somewhere, but you're just going to jump on your bike and explore neighborhood and the next neighborhood. And, you know, there's an alley over here and there's some dirt over there and there's a hill. And, you know, so, and I, I still do that. And that's kind of like the stuff that I love. You know, I mean, I also love, you know, there's definitely rides and routes where, yeah, you're going to, you're going to put your bike in your car and, and drive a couple hours and you're going to be in some, just amazing stuff, especially, you know, obviously the Pacific Northwest is just unparalleled. I mean, I, I, I it's so beautiful here. Um, 
So, and we, you know, and even from our door here, we have so much, we have so much to ride, you know, like Silas was saying, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I'm, I'm in the Foster Powell neighborhood and, you know, um, Mount Tabor is right here and uh, Powell Butte's over there, you know, so, I mean, it's, there's some great trails and, and, you know, um, yeah, so that's kind of where, where I'm at with bikes and I, uh, my, my main thing with bikes is really commuting as well. I, I, uh, I worked downtown well before the pandemic, but you know, so I would just ride into town. Um, so I think my record is, uh, 12 years with like two missed days of bike commuting. Wow. So it was like, if I'm going to work, I'm going to be on my bike, you know? And so, and I really enjoyed it. It was just, and it was easy. It's just spring water, you know, but it was a great way to like wake up for the day, you know, get ready for, you know, kind of mentally, physically get up for the day. And then afterwards you get to burn off the stress of work, you know, coming home, you know? So, so, you know, bikes have just really been, you know, obviously I'm preaching, preaching to the choir, you know, bikes are really just an amazing, um, vehicle um right to to have in your life as far as just getting around getting exercise making friends you know there's a social aspect to it and it's just it's a beautiful thing yeah it's funny both of you guys mentioned this and i remember being a kid and just you know taking off for the day and coming home you know when the street lights came on basically but it's like how did how did i do that without extra tube tools any of that stuff water bottle i didn't have any of that stuff what was i doing how did how did i even survive that right yeah i know right and we geek out so hard on all our equipment and stuff nowadays it's like yeah i don't know when you were like nine years old you're out there you know helmet no nothing you know you know yeah. water yeah you can ride a long way on a flat tire you know if you don't get <laughs> yeah totally yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so now you all three are here in portland and uh for me anyway recently um something happened there, there was this new group this new group to me uh, the bike park northwest group how, how did that start happening who did you know who was involved in it tell us about it yeah absolutely yeah, it was, yeah new group for us it's just it's shocking um <laughs> Like what, like what just happened. So, um, so, so there's a large, there was a large, um, Google group probably has like 12, 1500 people on it. And, uh, locally where people are riding back roads and gravel roads and things like that. And, and a person of color posted on there that he had a really bad interaction with some landowners. Um, he had some, it was on a place where some folks out way out on the west side, uh, like west of North Plains, like the like banks, uh, that Manning Buxton area out that way. And, you know, it's not a place where cars are going to go. So, you know, he's like, it's pretty remote, you know, when you really think about it, there's no, there's no, you know, through arterials that go through there. So they have this adjacent land. These people are claiming that this path that goes right by there, which happens to be like a really like primo connector for so much of the like riding routes out on that side. He says he just has this interaction with these people and they are in his face. Um, they're being really aggressive and, and, and that's it. And that's where he left it at. So what had happened in that Google group list was people started firing off these comments like, you know what, 
those folks know they're wrong. We've already proved that they're wrong. You need to get in their face about it and you need to tell them that they're wrong. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, you're right, dude. And like, yeah. And that's where you're shaking your head. And like, and it just kept going. I, I would say there was probably 10 or 12 messages like this. And I'm then, sure, like, they felt comfortable. Right, that. right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you, like, I mean, you don't even need to read the emails to know, like, what was <laughs> happening and who was saying these things. And then who I, someone who I consider, like, BIPOC cycling royalty spoke up. So Kevin Ray shot an email to the group and said, yo, I am, I'm, and I'm totally just encapsulating everything he said. He's like, I'm not going to fucking do that. Like, there's no way. I'm like I'm a black man in the middle of the country on someone on some on someone else's property potentially and I'm going to confront them absolutely not. And so just silence, just silence in the Google group like nothing happened and I remember emailing him because I, I know Kevin from way back in the day when I was teaching I, I taught his daughter in high school and so I emailed them and I said yes man dude you're absolutely right and he's like Will just get back on the list and just say legit whatever anything and so I popped back on the list and I said something to the effect of like yeah Kevin I hear you you know there I am and then for whatever reason, it just like broke the seal after that. And then I remember seeing Suko's name pop up. I remember seeing all these other folks pop up. And then I'd met Silas and then another friend of mine named Ramon uh, through some other uh, diversity, equity, inclusion work that we were doing. And what had happened was like, as I saw these names start popping up, I just collected the email address addresses and then i sent a separate email to everyone and then said i don't give a shit about all this other stuff over here i'm not worried about their feelings and make them feel comfortable we should do our own thing and that's literally where it started yeah uh, i think the other i guess the the uh the side stories of that at least from 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 where i came from on it was uh um i i was you know I was, i've been looking for like a you know people of color cycling group in, in the portland area and like you know there's a lot of former vestiges of various iterations that have been attempted and um you know for one reason or another they you know they weren't successful so um i i was on this on that same email chain and um you know i was just i, I saw you know what will's putting down everyone else i'm like man like this this makes sense man this is this has got to be we got to do this and uh and so uh, I think, you know, Will and I started talking like, and I think we went for a ride at some point where we were kind of talking about the, the steam. Yeah, yes. man, we should really have, we need to have like this, we need to have a group, man. We need to do something and, you know, kind of right person, right time, right place, you know, for, for all the, you know, the bad experiences you have in the world. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's, it's good that they come to something positive, uh, you know, at some time. So, um, so I just feel really fortunate that, you know, it did happen and that bring, brought that conversation to the, to the front and uh and kind of was the the catalyst for this group to get started so yeah, yeah that's, that's that's great that's funny silas that you mentioned the the positive thing because i think my one of my comments on that thread was you know thanks for folks for speaking up and i think that something good's going to happen out of this thread i think i i said that and so I almost kind of like, I almost kind of knew, I, I don't know. I just, I felt something like, so, I felt like something was happening. Like there was a, some kind of energy, you know, good, good energy happening yeah. from that. And I like, I wanted to like put that into words and mm -hmm. I did right on that thread. So there it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Suka, man, I think, uh, I think you always have the pulse on what the, what's really going on. And I, I think I, <laughs> I, 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 I look to you to be like, what's, what's, 
what's he thinking about? What's, where does he see this going? Because I feel like you always know where this thing is going, even before. <laughs> sometimes, so, yeah, so I, I appreciate it. I I definitely have to echo what Silas is saying. I. I look to your and, and it's not because you're older than the other than the two. <laughs> it's just like I mean, it's just, a little bit. It's I mean, it's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're but it's like you know he's right. He's like you you do get that pulse. You've like you've stepped back. Uh, you're you're watching. You're feeling things out, and I appreciate that because I I know for me personally as I step into this. Yeah, I bring my energy, but I also bring like the my angry brown man syndrome like into this thing too. So I can get fired up and I will climb up onto the the highest mountain if I need to, just yelling at the top of my lungs about what I feel like needs to change. So it's so great to have this balance. And, and I'm an I'm an engineer by training, so I just I'm just like, <laughs> what are we getting done? What's happening? How are we doing this thing? What's next? Let's do this. Like, what's the plan? You know? Yeah. Um, so it's a, I think it's a great it's a great group. So and there's and it's brought together a lot of great people. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, for me, you know, I was I was always the the one you know person of color in in the riots that I would do. Yeah, and that was that was rad. That's cool. You know, like most of my my serious bikey friends are white. And they're great people with good hearts, you know, they're, they're cool dudes for sure. Um, but you know, it's when, when you're invited to a ride and you're the only person of color, it's like, you're, you know, it's like you're invited to a party, you know, but it's not your party, hmm. you know, and you're welcome there and it's fun as hell. And it's, you know, it's a lot of hoops, hoop, whooping and hollering and like good stuff. But, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not your, it's not your party, but I think with, uh, with bike park, you know, maybe it's our party, right? It's our party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's invited, you know, but maybe just keep in mind that it's a, it's a different party. Right. And it might, mm-hmm. it might feel different or even sound different, um, to the party you're used to. And maybe I'm talking to a white person right now, but, and it might be a little louder, and livelier. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. food's going to be amazing. You know that. Uh, absolutely. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Spicy. Right? Sure. <laughs> right. So, I mean, our last ride, we ended up at Portland Mercado, you know, and so, yes. I mean, yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and it's, for me, it's like, you know, if you're a white person and you're listening to this and, and you have an open mind, you might learn something about other people and other perspectives and, you know, hear different stories and, and perspectives. And, and ultimately, you know, if you're, if you're open to it, you learn something about yourself, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and these are folks that, that may um, be joining us in the future on, on stuff. You know, I have tons of white friends who are so super supportive of bike Pac and they're just like hell amped about it. And they're like, dude, anything, anything you need, you know, uh, you know, I want to support you guys. And, you know, it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's not, you know, for me, bike park isn't, ne- isn't not necessarily about excluding white people or even, even I- exclusively including people of color necessarily. You know, for me, it's really about creating another space, mm. like, or filling the void that's out there that Silas felt that will felt, that I feel that I'm sure a lot of bike, you know, bipoc cyclists feel when they're when they're out there and the and someone else's party. Yeah, 
you know so for me it's like what what this is trying to do is is it's creating another reality for folks to enjoy bikes you know in a community that's different from the status quo right yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you're, you're right about that too you know i think the the other thing that brings to mind is just like even the you know the first cyclocross race i read, i went to right like cyclocross always kind of builds itself as being this you know like kind of cool vibe like kind of chill right like it's not as cross is cross is sweet dude cross is fun it is it is it's a great time right but like and i've, I've had a great time racing it but uh just the the biggest like uh the contrast i saw right was um i was racing the alpen rose last year and it's you know it's billed as being like it's like the biggest cyclocross race in like oregon right there's like a thousand racers in the, like racing every day there and my wife had come and she's like there's like maybe five people of color here. This is the biggest race like we have. And I'm like, how come people don't think there's something wrong with that? You know, like, and you're just like, yeah, I mean, how do, I don't know. It's just, so that for me, it was like, well, if you see something that bothers you, you can either complain about it or do something about it. So, you know, from then I was kind of just thinking, well, how do we, how do we find a way to get more folks involved? And then even now, even with the group, like, you know, I think we've mentioned at one point that, Hey, there's uh people start getting interested because there's a couple racers on the team on the uh, on the group too, and you know people are like oh yeah like I'd like to check out racing or I'd like to come just hang out you know and like bringing that vibe and that attitude like I think that's gonna be something special to bring to a, to a cyclocross race you know and uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing that so but it's just but it's also you know there's there's folks that maybe they don't see themselves there they want to be have a community that supports them and you know who would I be if I wasn't trying to help provide or put, uh, bring that community together and actually in and try to build that. So it's interesting, Silas, you mentioned something about, um, being here in Portland and groups in the past being put together, but maybe not sticking around or, or maybe mm -hmm. not just not being as active as, as you wanted. Uh, Cause that's sort of what I see is I've seen groups that sort of start up, but I'm not necessarily a racer. I'm not even necessarily a go ride in the country ride person, gravel person mm -hmm. yet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, <laughs> but, uh, I'm okay, a big social there. rider. I love the social rides. You, you know, yeah. you have a, you have, uh, Aaron and I were just talking about, maybe there's going to be a Cinco de Mayo ride. You know, <laughs> you have a Cinco de Mayo ride. You have a Thursday night ride, a TNR, you have the foster night, ride. you have all these social rides. I love those. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I want to ride all the time. I mean, I love bikes. I want to ride all the time. I try to do the low car lifestyle and when you have these groups it's like yeah that's great we did this big ride and then nothing and it's like no no what's you know what's right where's the ride tomorrow where is the ride tomorrow <laughs> so i love that there's this new group with all of these people that you're starting to see like oh i'm gonna do this ride tomorrow if anybody wants to join or oh you know what about this kind of a ride you know oh there's gonna be this this bike packing ride you know things like that so I think it it just opens up, and uh, I'm excited because I think I think Will I don't remember what was Will someone posted about starting up the cross training cross interest. Uh, That's Silas, right? Oh, Silas, did you do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. About the cross. If you're interested in cross, let's get together. Um, that's yeah. great. That's totally great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I, man, there's some there's some guys that we already seeing and, and some ladies too that. Uh, I can't wait to see them on a course. Uh, they are gonna they're gonna open some people's eyes up to what's possible. I think. Yeah, so, yeah. That's it. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Like 
just the whole idea of like racing and then not racing um because we've we've already been approached from the outside by the race organization here in oregon and they're like hey you should tag us in uh you know your social media posts and this and that and i was like hell no like maybe 15 20 percent of us are racers like sure people may be interested but you're not getting to tokenize or ride our coattails on this one so uh, we're gonna yeah. do our own thing so but i did want to bring up the fact that like you know to your point earlier about there have there have been those like initial like offerings into like, you know, just getting uh, marginalized and, um, you know, at risk youth like into this. Um, Mateen Ritchie, who, who, you know, rides with us for fun, you know, he started with a group through the Boys and Girls Club the, called Bike, Bike and Ideas for Kids Empowerment. Um, which was, I don't know, they've probably been around like 15, 20 years. Uh, the guy who started it actually won one of those Oprah Angel grants for like $50,000 to get that going. And it was great. And I rode with that team for a bit, but it was like, it was like such this novelty. It was like, it was like the, mm. you know. Um, it is always treated like as, as a token. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and just the, and just the lives that this particular group of kids as as racers just lived it was like from one i have to just say like from one race to the next sometimes they weren't even on the same bikes why because the neighborhood they live in they got that bike stolen literally like that day you know so you have these amazing athletes kids that could like at cyclocross could vault those like you know those cement those jersey barriers like there used to be one of the races that had jersey barriers as barriers it was totally bonkers you had to jump up on it and run and there was this kid he was 16 years old um just would leap over the whole thing with his bike like in, over his shoulder it was just absolutely nuts but yeah and it, but they were just like, treated like a novelty at that time you know and um it, it would just be great to just have that, like, just be the norm. Like you, you don't have to just have this one team and know that, okay, when bike shows up, th there's those kids who don't look like everyone else, right. you know? Yeah. And they always have like their one corner of the tent. That's like slightly <laughs> further away from everybody else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For me, man, I've always just like thought to myself, like, I know there's gotta be BIPOC cyclists in this town. This is Portland. Like everyone rides bikes, you know, right. and it's like, but I never saw them, mm. you know. Like I'm on my bike. I was on my bike every day for 12 years straight. It's like, where are they? You know, like who are they? And it's like nobody knows, you know. But then, but then, you know, hey, maybe you build a community, and and now you know, here they are, here yeah. they are. I mean, look at look at on Saturday, mm -hmm. there they were. It's like, holy shit, there's 200 BIPOC cyclists right now, you know, safely masked, you know, and, 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 and doing our thing. But it was, it was amazing. I've never been, I've never been in, in a situation like that where there were so many um, people of color on bikes and it was just so mm -hmm. chill and so, so amazing. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of like, I guess if you, what you know if you build it they will come right and so right. i kind of feel like they're they're coming yeah. so aaron and i talked a little bit before you guys uh joined about saturday why don't you guys talk about saturday and you know we had we had someone in our group that we added um nikki schaefer and uh so as a fe fellow filipino so i'm filipino myself um she was just she was just pissed you know she was she was pissed 
and and I know, you know, probably scared, dealing with pain and all of this and just wanted to act. And I think that's what's, I, you know, in, in, in an email I sent to Suko and Silas today earlier, like that's what I, that's always been kind of my hope for just having this collection of people is that people, people look at this space that we're starting to create as just a place for them to bring their whole selves and just act. And she acted and she's like, and she just reached out to the list and said, I want to do this thing. And then what happened? I mean, like instantly, like 10, 11 people jumped on that. In fact, I met someone at that solidarity ride. He's like, Hey, I want to do these things. I was like, dude, you're just going to have to beat people off with a stick because like, that's the, that's the kind of energy that people are going to bring. They're going to want to help. So, um, so it started, it started there with Nikki and then, um, and then just kind of blossomed. And then she reached out to, um, uh, I'm not exactly sure how she was able to connect with Molly sugar, but then it just kind of, you know, exploded from there. And then that turned into, yeah, turned into the big solidarity ride. It was great. And I have to tell you, um, also that artwork, that artwork for the whole ride, like that's original artwork that was done by a local Asian artist too, that, that white people paid for. So that was great. (laughs) I was happy about that. I was like, Hey, do we need to kick some money towards this? They're like, Oh no, we made some white people pay for this. So that was exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was good. And then, you know, we were able to connect with these um, with these folks who corked for the ride, the bike block folks, um, and then the snack block folks who set up, you know, food for us, like right there at the beginning. Yeah, it was really exciting. Thank you guys. Yeah, that's great. I love that the uh, the support blocks. I guess I'll sort of call them the support blocks that sort of blossomed through these this last year of protesting. I mean, oh. they were they were they were around before. There were bits of them around before. But mm-hmm. it's really come together again, and 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 they work like a machine now. It's like bang, 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 bang. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, that was awesome. I actually didn't even know what corking was. <laughs> like, I'm so like, <laughs> I, no, but seriously, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? And all of a sudden, like, you look and like these, these, you know, g- guys and gals. They were just like doing their thing. They they weren't even like you know trying to you know converse with anybody they had a job to do they were like executing their plan it was like bam 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 like super awesome and safe like there was cars just you know and i could tell like some of them were like you know talking to some like maybe angry driver or something and it was just it was great man they they created this safe environment for us to 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 ride and to feel good feel safe you know it was it was great so big big props to them thank you yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's um it, it, there were a lot met a lot of nice great folks out there that were uh you know just enjoying the ride but I'll, you know it's just also like the you know it reminds me reminds me of like the juneteenth ride we did last year and uh you know especially you know specifically that ride just you know a lot of us in northeast north uh north northeast portland and uh it was like the day that after the um i think they started allowing outdoor dining again or something like that and just for like you know just that neighborhood is gone through so much gentrification over the last you know few decades and you know the character of the neighborhood has completely changed and so for everyone to kind of see that group of people riding around and say oh okay there there are black people here and uh they do ride bikes and, and it was like the same look you saw on people on uh, on the ride on uh on this weekend right it's just like yeah oh wow look at all these people of color riding oh wonder what they're doing oh wow there's a lot of them oh and it's just like it is just that moment of just being seen right and uh, and then there's something that that that's really wonderful that comes out of it so yeah 
it was it was definitely it was great to take up that space um and then take up space with people who needed to take up that space uh, uh i had shared with these guys that you know a lot of the comments and interactions from people like they said they felt love they felt uh safe some of them were experiencing pain some of them are experiencing joy but most of all they were just so excited that someone just acted like it just happened like someone just someone just set it forth so that they they can like find they can find their way there you know it's like someone someone picked up the torch and said let's go this way and then they went this way so it was it was exciting and then and then and it was also like such a relief for so many folks because i think it was the first time they'd ridden with anything but themselves or a couple other folks because of the pandemic yeah, yeah. it was exciting yeah there, there is something about like riding in groups too right like i remember some of the first like group ride. I, I never did any group i don't really do group rides i never really did before even COVID. actually i mostly just rode by myself mostly because you know, one schedule, but two, like, I just, I was just always used to riding by myself. And I hear the same thing, right? Like folks are like, man, just like riding in a group, it's just like this energy, you know, that, that it brings. And uh, it's fun, man. It's great. It's great. So. Yeah. I was writing up to people that, that I knew or, or were familiar with. And I was like, you know what it smells like? It smells like Petapalooza. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, here's what something I wanted to ask you about or bring up. Um, I, I don't think we have that represented tonight, but the thing that is to me extra interesting about the, the bike pot group is the amount of women that are involved yes. in it. Wow. Wow. Where did all these women of color come from? You know, they were there the whole time, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, because man, it it's amazing to me. Because it was like, okay, we're we're the people of color, and then I, you know, but then it's like, as soon as this thing started, right at the beginning, there was women right there, right, right there, and it was like, yes, that's <laughs> yes, this is good, yeah, and you know, I don't. I don't, I'm not sure what what that what 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 it was or what the magic is, but we're we're super stoked for that. Really, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ashley did it. <laughs> yeah, we gotta give it very we well could be. Ups. Yeah, props to Ashley. Yeah. yeah, props to Ashley. She she brings the party every time. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She brings so much energy. So, um, it, yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I reached out to her just out of the blue like hey Ashley let's go for a ride and me and her just went on a ride together like a night ride um you know just up up through I, I met her I think she's over by uh Moda Center and we just we met up and we just did, did a little ride and I just kind of you know I we just talked and you know and so I just wanted her to feel like included and a, a part of this thing that was starting but I wanted to do it like one-on-one -on -one just to, you know, and I think, I think she, I think she was stoked about it. And, um, but yeah, I totally reached out to her cause I just saw something in her that was like, well, how can you not, you know, mm -hmm. I just wanted to like recognize that with her and be like, Hey, let's, let's go on this ride. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. She's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I hope, uh, I hope it, the success continues and I hope, uh, he putting out good vibes out there that people feel like they're welcome and, uh, don't feel like this is your, your typical cycling, whatever group. So I think we're, I think we're somewhat successful so far. So 
So yeah. I, I, I'm following the Bike Park group on, uh, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's, it's listed as Bike Park Northwest. Um, can you talk about um, the Northwest part that's not Portland? That is, oh, so that's a great question. Um, what, what's funny is the the original idea for to move it to the PNW was one. Well, Silas did some digging around, and it turns out there's like another bike POC group uh, who's I think they're out of Canada, right? Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. They're affiliated with someone else. But um, our very first ride, we had we had a gal ride all the way from where's she from? Like Camus, Washougal. Camus, yeah, Camus. Yeah, she like oh, rode yeah. from Camus to meet us in North Portland and do this ride. And she's like, Oh, by the way, I just picked up riding like last year or whatever it was mm-hmm. the beginning of the pandemic. This is a brand new bike, you know? And then she's already out like crushing miles. And so <clears throat> we decided to expand that. And then to just like understand that, like there's this, I mean, it's Portland and Seattle. It's like, there's no way we can't get around like having that connection there. And there are people in the Google group who are in like the Seattle Metro area and they're not leaving the group. And they are always messaging me. Like, I can't wait for some of you to come up this way. And I can't wait for us to go down that way and make those connections. And just to talk about Ashley again, like um, one of the, I'm trying to remember what the bike brand is up North towards Seattle, like reached out to her and said, Hey, we've got some folks down there. We'd like to, you know, maybe connect and, that yeah. North Star? Um, one of them, I'm not, not exactly sure if it was North Star, but they were like, hey, we okay. can throw some jerseys your way, but let's oh. do some rides. Let's take some photo shoots. Like, so let's do some photo shoots, stuff like that. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's make this connection. Let's do that. So um, so that's kind of where the PNW part of it came from. So first to recognize the fact that we had someone that rolled in from Washington and then realize that, like, I mean, there's like a really – powerful you know hub of like asian you know uh cyclists up there in that seattle metro area as well we got, we got big goals though we got big goals you know yeah yeah absolutely well yeah you know i'm i'm thinking of these gorge rides and all these rides out in mount hood area and you know mm-hmm. people out there there are people out there of color that ride i'm sure you know and yeah. if not maybe they want to ride maybe they see these mm-hmm. groups riding by i'm like hey i want to do that yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, that when you talk about the the far flung places out there, um, and that's that's a lot of where I would love for us to ultimately create some type of avenue for folks to be comfortable riding out there, right? Because mm-hmm. because bike park started from the thread where Kevin comes in and he's like, "Yeah, I've ridden out there, but I don't feel safe as a black man on a bike." way out in the boonies, you know, because for one, I mean, well, and you know, to be fair, like cyclists of any color are, you know, in rural areas aren't, aren't always treated very well with, you know, we've all been buzzed like within inches of our lives with, you know, giant trucks and things, you know, you can tell that they're, you're not always welcome there on a bike, no matter what color you are. But mm-hmm. obviously as a person of color, it's, there's a different dynamic. There's a different level of it. Um, but wouldn't it be awesome to, to, to have it be normal to see, you know, mm-hmm. personal color out there on a, on a gravel ride way out in the, the Dalles or, you know, um, just out there. And that kind of, that thinking makes me, of course, when you talk about gravel in the Pacific Northwest, you, you can't talk about it without talking about, uh, our mother, the mountain, you know, the OMTM group. 
um, which is a beautifully run, you know, adventure cycling community with a fantastic library of amazing routes, like all over the Pacific Northwest, you know. Um, and last summer, when the country was, right, boiling over with the protests and just the intense, you know, racial reckoning and stuff after George Floyd, um, you know, I was talking with my friend Ron, who is the founder and one of the driving forces of OMTM, about what can we do, what can we do to support any kind of BIPOC community of cyclists to, to get to get more folks out on these route rides that we do that are like amazing rides out there. I mean, just, you know, and we struggled with that. It was like, where are, I came back to my original question that I had on my own. Like, where are these folks? Like, who are these folks? How do we get, how do we reach out to these folks? Um, and, you know, ultimately we didn't have an answer to that question. You know, and Ron was like, what can I do? And, he, you know, Ron is such a sweetheart. And ultimately, he ended up, you know, using the OMTM platform to to run this um, this bike donation uh, thing where the community cycling center got some really nice bikes. And, you know, it, it was a, it was a great thing. But I think with Bike, bike Poc, uh PNW, this might be the beginning of the, the answer to that question. Mm-hmm of like, who are these folks and how can we help get them out there to enjoy these amazing rides that we do? Yeah. yeah. You know, that gets me excited. And, you know, when I told Ron about it, he was so hyped. He was like, Oh my God, dude, that, that is so awesome. He's like, you got, you got my support, you know, and mm-hmm. Ryan Francisconi is the, the other um, mastermind behind OMTM. And he was, Ron was like, you know, you got me and Ron's support 100%, whatever you guys need, you know, we're right, right there with you, you know? And so, and that's a great example of having a white ally that isn't performative or anything. It's just like, Holy shit. We're so stoked. Whatever we can do to help you guys, you know, get the word out or whatever. Not let us know, you know, the brand or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just like, they just want, and that's it. If people know that community, it's a beautiful, yeah open source community. It's a, it's, it, it's a true community, you know, it isn't just, um, something it's real and it's, it's just organic and, and, you know, and so I would love to engage, you know, more BIPOC cyclists, you know, into that vibe into the, in those rides and, and that experience, I would love to be able to share that experience that I feel when I ride with, with these guys on these routes. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a different level, you know, Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you, one, one step at a time. Yeah, yeah well, you know, the thing is, you know, is that building that that kind of ladder up to too, so to speak, right? Like, and because I think once totally. once you get, once you get there and you see those kind of like I I think back to like you know my you know, Ape Canyon trip and kind of going up around there, you come around the side of Mount St. Helens and then like boom, you're like a uh, Spirit Lake in front of you, and like there's nobody alive that looking at that view wouldn't just be like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Right. Like, and I remember like, um, you know, I've taken, I do a lot of hiking too. And so I remember taking a friend of mine, uh, you know, uh, they're a black couple. He, uh, the guy, he's, he's super in the outdoors, but his wife really never likes to come to things. Right. But so, uh, me and my wife and and him, and we brought his wife up up there to uh, a place up in the gorge. Right. And she had never been up to one of those hikes before. And just that look on her face, but she finally got to like that crest and was like, this is amazing, you know? So it's like, um, 
but you know it takes that i think it, it is important to have that that group of people you feel comfortable doing it with um people you feel safe with people that are that are looking out for you and know you're gonna you know try to make sure you have a good time so um you know i think there's so it's that ladder we have to build right to bring people up from you know from riding around in town and feeling comfortable on the bike feeling like you know how yep. to fix your bike if you need to knowing that you got people there uh, by your side that can look out for you watch your back um then you can really actually start to enjoy yourself and, and really get this chance to see those those beautiful you know views and vistas that you know hey that's why i'm a pacific northwest was you know scale landscape the beauty of it the accessibility and you know that's something i want to be able to share with other folks so especially folks that you know look like us so yeah you know it's it's interesting that you like use that ladder metaphor i and and to kind of speak on your point suko is like where where are these folks you know, like where were they? And then all of a sudden we've got them all. I mean, I remember hearing someone at the solidarity, ride, Like I had, I had no idea there were like this many Asian people who even rode bikes in Portland or, you know, like there were people who showed up who didn't bring bikes and brought bike town bikes. I was like, yo, these folks are riding too. Like they can ride and they're with us. <laughs> you know, the, the, the racial reckoning that, that, that we were talking about last year was, so, I mean, it was so powerful in all of this. It's, um, if anyone is familiar with the Dismantling Racism book, they, they talk about this, uh, this ladder of empowerment for, for people of color. And, and like the very, it's almost like an inverse version of like that Maslow's hierarchy, where like the initial step in that ladder is like realizing you're not white. And, and for those of us who are like, you know, like, again, to your question, like, where are we? Well, like, I can say, man, I was assimilated hard. I was assimilated hard, and I was trying to survive, and I was trying to stay safe. But then at some point, like, something just clicked, whatever it was, whether it was, like, Kevin's message on that board, the murder of George Floyd, any of those things, and all of a sudden, something just snapped, and I went, dude, I am not experiencing the world the same as, like, the white people around me. So then, like, as you move through this, like, ladder of empowerment, it's, it's interesting because, like, that next rung up is, like, is rage and depression. Mm. And then the next ladder up is exclusion and immersion. I, and that's where you're, like, trying to keep out the folks who are not like you and trying to just, like, surround yourself with all the people who are like you or feel, feel like you. And and it's and then, and then the next ladder up is self-awareness and investigation. And I often feel like, you know, ever since learning about this, I feel like I'm swirling around these three things and it's okay for me to be there. Um, Cause it, it gives me a little bit of hope that I'm not just going to get stuck there <laughs> because as you keep going up, as you go further up, it's, it's what I think we're hoping to have act have happened with the bike pod PNW group is that uh, we begin challenging ourselves and others. And then we start moving towards this like collective action. So now we're like collecting all these people and we're moving, we're making things happen. And then eventually to just like build this community of love and resistance and like, just, and just be there. So I, I don't know. It's I, my, my best analogy, Suko is like, sometimes it's like, you know, they always say that people have, everyone has the, um, the potential for having an allergy. It's just whether or not you get exposed to the trigger. It's like, what is going to set each one of us off? So that way you're like, Oh dude, I'm not a white dude. Like, okay. Or I'm not a white gal or whatever it is. Like what, what does it, what just like all of a sudden becomes your aha moment. And then you like start moving through the steps and it's confusing as hell. 
but like Silas, Suko, myself, Ashley, everyone is a part of it. Like we're there to be confused with you, you know, <laughs> like come hang out with us. Let's take up the face. Let's be loud. Like, yeah. Those yeah, are the, great hashtags, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the self-awareness and investigation. I mean, that's never going to end, right? The investigation right. is always going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's always going to happen. Yeah, you don't know where you're going to end up ultimately, you know? Oh. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's obviously, you know, it's a cliche, but it, it is a journey, right? And it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a journey of, of discovering who you are and, like, how you relate to the world and how you know what it means to be a BIPOC in America like it's a it's a journey for folks you know like these are these are journeys that you know white folks being in the majority you know of power and of of just everything you see in the media is white like they don't uh, you can't you can't blame them they're they're you know you're shielded in a in a in a kind of you know, crystal, crystal cave or whatever. He's like, you can't see what other people are seeing, what, what, what other journeys that folks of color are going through, you know? Mm -hmm. And for us, it was like, we all, we all share love for bikes. I mean, that obvious, obviously. And, and you see in bikey world, I mean, it's, there's all kinds of different movements and things happening and, and bikes are a great vehicle for that, obviously. And so, and there's tons of, you know, BIPOC bike groups out there. Um, but this is ours. And this is, you know, ours meaning the community of anybody who wants to be a part of it. You're welcome. You know, we welcome, um, you know, our white friends to support us um, and, you know, be allies for us and, you know, give us ideas and give us avenues and resources to to grow something, you know, and, that's that's all we could ask for, really. That's what I love about this community, though, right? It's this is it's more than just the bike. It's much more than just about the bike. So, yeah, thanks. So. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ride bikes. Bike <laughs> a, the bike is a vehicle for so much more. So yeah, yeah. it is yeah. right. So we're coming up at about an hour. Um, I don't want to take up your all of your night. Um, it is a Monday. Um, but is there anything any of you have left to say that you haven't said, or you want to say something else? Well, just thanks for the platform and, you know, for us to tell our stories and, you know, I, this is all brand new to me, honestly, the, the, you know, I was, I was telling Silas and, and Will, you know, that the advocacy part and the, the social consciousness part, all the, all this stuff is like new to me, you know, like I'm, I'm just a cyclist and, and I'm, I'm on my journey, you know, as well of discovering, um, you know, who I am as, as a, as a BIPOC cyclist and, you know, just appreciate the, the platform you've given us to tell our stories. And, you know, we'd like to maybe ultimately give other folks, you know, platforms and we will, and we do, we will on, on the Instagram page, we're going to profile different riders and like get people of color out there, like on their bikes. And so people can see that, yes, you know, um, people of color ride bikes and love bikes as much as anybody else does. And we'll, you know, ready to nerd out and geek out and ride with anybody. Yeah. So that's kind of the platform that we, you know, we hope to provide for folks. Yeah. I'll just reiterate, reiterate. Yeah. I just appreciate you guys uh, giving us the platform to, to speak about what we, uh, what we're doing here and, you know, hopefully this beautiful thing we're building. And 
I hope uh, maybe we will circle back to you sometime in the future and yeah. see how uh, see how it's going then. Maybe bring on some new voices too. You know, there's a lot of great, a lot of great and beautiful people in the group. So this is, I think, this is uncomfortable for a lot of us, and that's good because that means that we're uh, growing and we're learning. Um, but even more so, I I will never back down on this. I'm all about making everyone else uncomfortable too. So that way we can all grow and learn together too. So thank you. Yes. Yeah, so much. And I would definitely be down um, to return back and just, you know, have some new voices and come speak to you both and just say how things are going. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd love to have Ashley on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun time. Not that you guys aren't fun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and Timothy uh, Ho too. Tim Ho, he did a great job. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, he did a great job talking to the. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Hey, that's me. I told him I didn't want to talk, and I told him I shoved him. I was like, "You want to go?" (laughs) And he did. And he he did a great job. Oh, that's good. Sometimes that's all it takes, right? Yeah, (laughs) peer pressure for sure. (laughs) A shove from a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Suko, I wanted to bring up one thing. You said you're new to all this, but uh, the thing that I think about, when I think about you especially, um, because I I think I've known you the longest um, through social media, is is the representation. It's like, dude, you Mm. represent. I mean, that means something. It's like, there aren't a lot of bike park people in social media that I see. And then here's Suko. He's doing his coffee tours. Here's Suko. He's riding (laughs) all his awesome bikes. I mean, it's like, wow, you're there. You're representing. And... uh, I think for me, that's a that's a big part of all this is how how everybody represents just just by riding their bike and doing what they want to do anyway, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for thanks for recognizing that and acknowledging. Yeah, I mean, I just you know, and I, I I'm someone who wears my heart on my sleeve too, so it's a lot of this stuff is tough for me. Yeah, it is uncomfortable, just like Will says, you know. But I I I. I love, you know, putting myself out there. Yeah. So folks can see that this, this different looking face, you know, is on, is on a cool bike and is out there doing this and writing to 255, whatever coffee shops, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and doing my thing. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I, I'm, I'm super glad. I'm, I'm super glad to be a Portlander, you know, and, and cause it's such a rad city and it's such a great bike scene and there's so many cool people in the scene and stuff. And, and this is just like cherry on top, you know, um, it's just, and it just happened so organically and so quickly. And like, here we are, it's like, this is so cool, you know, to be a part of something that's just, it's so awesome. It's, it's, it's bigger than, than all of us. And we want to make sure that everybody feels included and, um, welcome and, you know, because at the end, it's just we just want to hang out and we just want to feel comfortable. You know, we just want to be out there on our bikes and just with our friends and, you know, have a good time. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for being on the show. And uh, thank you for your time. And we hope to have you back or other people from the group on the show and uh, get some updates. And and we'll post the uh, the Instagram account in our show notes uh, when we post the show, so people will know how to contact Bike Puck and contact. Oh yeah, contact um, you guys. You talked you talked about a, a, a email chain. Like, how does one if if someone were listening, how would they get 
in touch with you. Oh yeah, um, go ahead and uh, send a direct message via the uh, the Instagram account and with your email, and we'll add you to the group. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good evening, yeah, you guys. Thanks for awesome. Thank you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. I believe I was in the middle of a story. <laughs> but I don't remember what it was. Wait, so. Oh, yeah. This is going to come out. Oh, that's right. She said it's going to come out afterwards. Yeah. Okay. But I was talking about how I fit in pretty much uh, like everything I would do oh, in right. a week uh, <laughs> all in one weekend. Like, what did we do? Like, so we went on this on this cafe ride. We mm-hmm. we had some coffee together, hung out. But then from there, we ended up uh, hanging out. We picked up Wendy. By, yeah, we we hung out and rode with Wendy for a while. So the, went to Clever. That, that to me, those are two rides. <laughs> yeah, two, that, those two separate events. Happened, those would have happened on two different days. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the Clever run would have been its own day. <laughs> we went to Clever to get some to get some uh, some bike stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah Anna Anna thinks this is her influence I'll be honest like she just enables my laziness Uh, (laughs) and then yeah I went and and chained uh, rechained a a friend's bike for them like that so yeah that that is something I would have done like over the course of four days wait (laughs) was was were you planning on going to change the chain I was planning on doing it eventually Oh, okay yeah Oh, I, like for some I, reason, I thought like she had called you up and said, my, I broke down, my chain's broken. And you were just like, okay, I'll, I'll come fix it. I didn't know that you had planned it. Uh, uh, her and Anna were hanging out and um, her bike is, it's pretty decent. It's this old Sherpa mountain bike. Yeah, that, I remember you guys uh, talking about building it up for her and everything. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we built, we like even built it up for her a little bit more. Like you saw the bars uh-huh. that we put on there and, you know, we put like nice ergon grips on it and everything. Um, but you know, the drivetrain's old and, and, uh, Anna was working on it with her on Thursday, I think it was. And at that point she was like, yeah, just put a new chain on this thing. It's going to run so much better. Um, and so I went and got a chain and it sat in our house and I was thinking like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just get to it eventually. <laughs> and it, it just, it just was in my uh, Brompton bag. Like I threw it in the Brompton bag before we left thinking like, well, if, if we get to it, we get to it. And then, you know, then I, I told her like, Hey, we got it. And so of course, then, then it was like one of those things that we couldn't not do. Right. Right. Once you've told somebody about it, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting how the rest of this school year will uh, turn out. Yeah, I saw so many buses today. Um, yeah, we just did a a short uh, ride today. An errand, ran an errand. Jean Luc mm-hmm. and I did. Um, and oh my gosh, it was right at you know it was right around three. So all the buses are out. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all these yeah. buses. Where did this come from? <laughs> They're doing an interesting model, like where like half the school goes for the first half of the day, and then half the school goes for the second half oh, of the okay. day. Um, and high school's in the middle. Middle schools haven't started yet. They don't start till the nineteenth, I believe. Okay. Oh, um, so, so all the buses I saw were for grade school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be even more uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, 
I'm not used to being busy. I'm not used to working full time anymore. <laughs> I'm used to like putting all all these other activities like throughout the throughout the week. Like now I have to like compress them all into into a weekend like everybody else, you know. So that day, you know, you said let's get coffee. So my day was like yours. So I did the um we went and got coffee. Uh yeah. we met our friend Wendy for uh she was having a cocktail or a beer or something and we met her, then we went to Clever. And then we went to fix the bike, and then she had to head home. So I rode with her back to her neighbor, almost to her neighborhood. Uh-huh. And then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna stop here and grab some food." And and I hadn't eaten since, because all I had was yeah. those pastries. Oh, that was another thing. It was like, <laughs> and so what, what was that? That was like one, maybe. Yeah, that was one. one. We had pastries, and I had I mean, my <laughs> breakfast was like at nine. Yeah. And uh, because it was the weekend and it was really nice, and I'm like. I got up at seven thirty, so I can have time to lay around, laze around, and then still have time to do stuff. That's nah. that was my plan yeah, was, yeah. and so then uh, she was going to get some food, and it was like almost five o'clock, and I'm like, shoot, what time does the, uh, the stop Asian hate solidarity ride? Oh, it starts at five thirty. Oh, I can either just relax for the rest of the day and get some food <laughs> now, or I can go do that ride. What should I do? Now that, you know what that smells like to me? <laughs> that smells like Pedal Palooza. Well, no, because there would be no doubt. And it, there wasn't a doubt anyway. I went to the ride. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like having been out all day and then realizing yep. like, oh, right. I haven't eaten yet. I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> Which ride am I going to eat between? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do I, have enough, do I have enough time to get a meal between exactly. the rides? But uh, yeah, so that was a, so I did that ride and uh, I was very happy I did. It was a, there were a lot of people there, and it was good to see a lot of support. And yeah, those guys were just awesome. I was just thinking about everything that they just said. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I shouldn't talk about that because in case Guthrie edits at the beginning of the show, so you can edit this part out, Guthrie, if it doesn't fit. <laughs> if you try to squeeze that, those two things in, or I guess you could put it at the end of the show. One yeah. one thing I've always I've always been thinking about, and I, I don't know if it was the right venue to ask um but it's something because you've you've been on a ton of group rides i've been on a, a good amount of group rides mm-hmm. um you're certainly pretty well known in bike circles and it's it's one thing that i always kind of hold with a with a certain amount of tension in group rides is is that whole sense of like you know we're one of a, a few people of color mm-hmm. uh at at a certain ride um and i I'm pretty sure it's it's something I I mostly internalize, but I wonder how many other people of color also internalize on things like this of like not feeling as as much right to make this ride yours, whereas like you're you're more of a spectator than a participant. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Oh, totally. Even even though like you know it could be something that that goes on all the time, like a. a midnight mystery ride like even though the midnight mystery ride has been going on for years and 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 even though like maybe maybe you or i have been going to midnight mystery rides for years like or anybody else of color maybe going to like a ride that has been going on for years also have been riding for for a long time like may feel less ownership or less less like a participant than people who maybe just are very new to it because they see 
you know, someone who's who's white, they can like just jump in right away because they see more of themselves. Um, it's just something that I always like kind of hold in tension. I don't know if that's something that echoes with you. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, and not just that. I mean, there's a lot of times on rides and I, I could think specifically the rides, especially that ride along the tracks going up to the super fun side and oh yeah, just all those, you know, uh, pirate speech and all that. And I was like, the f- first thing in my head is, they're going to get me for trespassing. They're going to get me for trespassing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure no one else on that ride is thinking that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and just, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, adventure rides around Portland, I'm like, are we supposed to be here? Is that, you know. <laughs> right. Are they going to call or, the cops? This was something that I thought about that was uh, really on display the, the last time I was at the Chariot Wars the Ben Hurt Cherry uh-huh. Wars, which are super fun and I love watching. <laughs> um, but then it's in this very public spot. You know, there's a lot of drinking, a lot of public drinking going on. Yep. And it's one of those things where like, if this was a group of, of anything other than a majority white group, yeah. uh, they wouldn't be would there. this, would this go down as smoothly right. with the public as it does already? Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just it's one of those things that that I always hold in tension whenever, you know, I talk about bike events in Portland and, and you know, all love to the bike culture here in Portland. And, and you know, I'm I'm still here. I'm still hanging out. I'm not, you know, I, I love you all, but it's also not a blind love, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for me, I think of it. Do I go to this ride? Should I be part of this ride? And I just think about the representation, you know, mm-hmm. if, if I'm there, at least there's one person there of color, you know, and, right and that, that might be putting it more extreme than it actually is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's worth mentioning, but, uh, I just meant, I mean, I'm sure there are more people of color there, but, uh, sometimes it doesn't feel like it, you know? Right. Right. And, uh, I just, you know, I think that helps. And just like I was saying, um, about Suko, it's like Suko his so his Instagram is Suko Star, and he is he's a Suko Star. I mean, it's awesome because <laughs> he's just this powerhouse of doing all these bike rides and bike things, and I I think that makes a huge difference for people of color to yeah. see um, to see things like that. So and it, and I think it's getting bigger. Um, of course, not everybody can be uh, a big extrovert and and do do that or show all that. Uh, right, but you know. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, there's a lot of passion in those guys, so I was yeah. uh, I'm really impressed with the show, uh, with with what they said and how they presented themselves. It was just it's got me thinking. I'm totally like, <laughs> you know, still thinking about things they said. So I was glad to be a part of it. Right on. Yeah. Same. All right. All right. My dinner's almost ready. Yeah. Let's let's uh, do these notes, dude. Let's do it. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at home until we can gather safely indoors. Remember indoors with other people? Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 2503-847-9774. Twitter and Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. 
And thanks to the generous support of our Patreon supporters and listeners. Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise. Doug Cohen-Miller, Todd Parker, Chris Smith. Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt. Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado. Drew the Welder, Anna, she's just right like five feet, <laughs> ten feet from me. Andre Johnson. King of Division, he's like zero feet from you. <laughs> Richard G, Guthrie Straw. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regrainery. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton. Rory in Michigan, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel, E.J. Finnernan. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Cato, Keith Hutchinson. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris, Chris Barron. Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Pace, Gregory Braithwaite. Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna. Hey, that's hey, me. Hey, that's you. <laughs> Emma Rooks. Ha-ha! Marshall, Paula Funitake Cyclecraft. Philip M. Spartan Dale. No, no relation. relation. Mr. T, who never really left, Bike Initiative, Kiwana, Sarah G. Adam D., Go Dig a Hole, Beth Heyman. Greg Murphy, Myra Martinez, Oso. Isaac M., David Christensen, 503. Byron Peterson, Kirsten Graham, Aaron G., Rachel Moline. And welcome back to our newest and returning donor, Jimmy Diesel. Jimmy Diesel and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now wash your hands and wear your damn mask. Wear it. <laughs>